Hi, I'm JJ, and you're listening to Microphone Munchies. Food for thought, they'll get you hungry for more. So it's been a while. Hope all of you are doing good, doing well. Um, happy, well, I think today's Monday, actually. So happy Monday. If you're in Toronto, I hope you're staying warm. It's really windy outside. And we're going to get right to it. Um, have you ever had that feeling, you know, like, maybe before your birthday, or maybe you're waiting for like a big thing, like let's say Christmas, and there's something you really, really wanted, and you just, you wanted it so much that you would do anything for it, and then when you get it, you promise yourself that you'll be satisfied. But then, what happens? You get the thing, right? For example, I remember when I was younger, um, it was Christmas, and there was this limited edition gold Dragoon Beyblade. I think it was like a Beyblade box set or something. It was like it was like gold. It was really just painted gold. It was gold and it was in this like beautiful box. And I promised myself that once I got this thing, I didn't need any more Beyblades. Okay, I was I was over it. But of course, what happens? Think about your own life. Once you get the thing that you want, you know, maybe you're really happy for a while. For the first day, maybe. But then what happens after a week? What happens after a month, a few months, a year, it just becomes part of your life. And then what what you thought would have made you so happy just becomes another thing. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, I've been reflecting a little bit about this on, you know, this idea of like the, in philosophy and psychology, we call it the hedonistic treadmill, right? So this idea that we're on this constant um treadmill we're on we're on this constant cycle of wanting more things but then when we get the thing that's that we want we it's no longer satisfying because that's our new baseline that's our new normal so then we look at something else and so maybe what was your dream five years ago once you achieved it it just becomes normal it's like you know the people who you have a dream job and then after working there for a year or two it's just a job right it's nothing special and it makes people really I think it makes people really sad, especially when we're sold this idea, you know, constantly through the media, through Instagram, through through everything that once we get this thing, this experience, this, whether it's like travel, whether it's, you know, something you can buy, we all we're always sold this idea that once we get this thing, we'll be good, we'll be set. But, you know, uh, life teaches us it's not true. You'll never really be set. And yet that's OK. So let's explore this uh, concept together. Um, it actually all came about because today earlier I was out just because, you know, I was just some trying on some watches and I really, really like watches. Um, it's just that the watches that I want are quite a bit out of my price range. And it was really interesting because usually I'm super scared to go to these like watch shops and try them on. Right. I feel like a big fraud. I feel like, uh, like, uh, I'm just like, I'm not supposed to be there. Like I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. The people here probably know I'm just here to try on watches and I'm probably not going to buy anything. So I, I was always, I don't know if you grew up like that. I was always, I always felt that if you go into a store, you have to buy something. Um, so it, it's it's always amazing when you go to like a, I don't know, like a coffee shop or ice cream and you just need to use the washroom and they say, it's okay, don't worry, you don't need to buy anything. That for me is always, always super cool. Um, but I went to the store and I tried on some watches, one from uh, Le Lecote um, and the Reverso, obviously, if you know your watches, and the other one from uh, Vacheron Constantine, the Patrimony. And these watches are not cheap, okay? So at least not for me. Um, it's around 
from it was ranging from eleven thousand to thirty three thousand Canadian dollars, and I'm wearing it. I had it on my wrist, and the funny thing was, you know, in my brain, like in my mind, like I've been thinking about these watches for for years, and I just wanted to try them, just to try, to to make it real, you know, like to yeah, visualize, yeah, to make it actual, and I tried it. And I was surprised because after I tried it on, it's cool, but it's just a watch. It's don't get me wrong, it's beautiful. I was admiring it. Um, if if you're watching the YouTube version of this, here I'll I'll, sh I'll show it to you. Look at look, 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 look at this baby, the reverso, beautiful stuff, and then the um, what is this? The patrimony, it's gorgeous, but it's just a watch, you know. It's it's crazy. I had $33,000 on my wrist and I didn't really feel that happy. I mean, I felt great. Don't get me wrong. The fact that, you know, I felt cool and stuff, but I knew immediately that the moment, if, if I had actually bought one of these, first of all, I'd be like, well, what am I doing? But if I had actually bought one of these, I would feel great. Don't get me wrong. And at the same time, I would just think, well, now I need another one. Or now I need to get something else to match that quote-unquote lifestyle. And this is something else that people talk about often. It's called a lifestyle creep. You know that feeling you get when you get a raise or you get a promotion or you get more money? And it's like no matter how much money you make, you feel like you're broke. Because if you make more money, mo most people do is they just spend more money. And you're in this kind of weird, vicious cycle of always being broke, even though you're technically on paper quite wealthy, quite rich. And this it, it all ties in together, you know, with all these concepts. And I believe um, another reason why I'm bringing this up is because it ties in together with the concept of, like, I don't know, for me personally... I always had this guilt about wanting things because I always felt like I didn't deserve them. And now I'm realizing, I'm learning through different experiences, talking to people, uh, even things like going to therapy, which I definitely, definitely recommend. Um, just in, you get a different perspective from someone who is a professional and what you thought was super weird or super normal might be weird, weird or different. And what you thought was different might be normal. And so that's really, really interesting because your perspective kind of shifts a little bit. You, you don't feel so alone. Um, and you get to benefit off of not just one therapist, but um, you, you get to benefit off of the whole field of knowledge, right? Because a good therapist will have studied well and they will also have basically up to date to the the latest research in that field. You get the experience of, collective experience of not just you and your therapist, but also the field in general. So I definitely, if you've thought about doing therapy, you know, I thought it was all, all a lot of BS. And so far I've started doing it and I, I really enjoy it. It's definitely um, an interesting experience. I'll talk about that maybe in a different episode. But going back to what you want and stuff, well, I always thought it was kind of, that I wasn't allowed to want things. And now I realize, well, it's fine. You know, it's human nature to want things, right? Like you want to eat something, you want to look good, you want to to feel good, et cetera, et cetera. Um, life is just like that. Once you can get your basic needs, like once you can live, once you can eat, you know, you have a place to stay, you have friends and stuff like your basic. Actually, I don't know if friends are basic. 
Uh, once you can eat, you can drink, you can sleep in a safe place, you have security, then life is really, it's really open in a weird way. And it's kind of like a video game. You, you know, I think about video games, we spend so, like I'm playing a video game and I spend so much time and effort in the game leveling up just so that I can wear cooler armor, right? Like you wear cool um, sparkly stuff, you have a different weapon, a different sword, but for what? It's, it's, it's all just a facade, it's, it's, it's an avatar, it's, it, it's all an illusion, right? I mean, we, we die, we're not gonna keep any of this stuff, and yet it's fun, it's fun to pursue it, and that's okay. I think that that's okay too. Now this is something I'm trying to learn. It's, you know, you never have to apologize for being who you are. Whether you want to dress a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain person, that's cool. Just don't be a dick, right? Just don't, just don't be evil, I guess, to other people, whatever that means. Um, but I think that's definitely a, a learning, which is you can be who you want. However, be careful. Who you want to be might not make you happy. That goes back to what I said with the hedonistic treadmill. Even when you achieve this or you achieve that, you might not. It, it might not make you as happy as you think, right? the the real The real reward is the friends we made along the way. As silly as that sounds, it's actually true because it's really that journey. That it, it's the really weird parts where you know when you think back to like a great hike. Yes, everyone sees the vista, the view, but. When you think back to it, you remember all those steps, right? Like when I think back to a hike, I don't think of only the beautiful view. I think of all those, that time trudging through the same, um, uh, the same scenery, the same boring scenery to get there. And that's what makes the view so spectacular. No one else can get that experience except for you. It's, it's only yours. And so when we have this existential crisis, maybe you've had it too, where, you know, maybe you're making money. Maybe you've graduated, maybe you have a job, maybe you're doing stuff that for all intents and purposes you enjoy. And when you were younger, you would have said, wow, this is a pretty good life. And yet, you're still not happy. Um, remember, leisure time, free time was a concept invented in the 20th century. Um, and it was originally invented to sell things. It was really invented so that marketers and like people, if people had free time, they needed to do something with that time so people could sell to them. It's part of capitalism. And so, the, you know, it's a big, big topic, obviously, but I propose two things that we can try to overcome this. The first one is service. Um, usually in life, I find that when we're focused on ourselves, like what we want, it's much harder to be satisfied because our wants are infinite, right? The Buddha talked about this before, the greatest... Um, the cause of the root cause of suffering is desire and our desire for our own pleasure is infinite we, we will never be happy so I think service like serving other people is something that it's much more fulfilling if you've ever helped a friend or if you've ever done something to make someone else's day you will it will be interesting because sometimes you'll remember that more fondly than getting a new watch or getting a new car or getting a new whatever and so that's one way to do it I think to serve others, whatever that means to you. And the other one, in pursuit of service perhaps, is pursuing mastery. So chasing, for example, a skill, a hobby, trying to just become the best at whatever it is, not to be the best, but to improve, to improve each and every day. I think that, you know, one of my teachers used to say this, but life is movement. And 
this feeling of movement. We feel good when we're working towards something, regardless of what that something is, and regardless of actually whether we achieve it. It's that feeling of movement that really gives color and um, flavor, I guess, to our life. So that's what I'll leave you with today. Um, if you're feeling like this, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like, yo, I should be happy, but I don't feel happy, variety of things to do. We can look at therapy. We can look at trying to be of service to others. How can you use your unique skills, your skill sets, your experience, or what you're capable of to help other people? And the last one would be pursuit of mastery. So if you know you don't don't want to go the service route, how can you just become how can you create goals or create signposts or targets so that every day you feel like you're improving just a little bit or that you're moving towards something, whatever that something is. And that's the dream. That's the not the dream, sorry. That's the that's the interesting part. You get to decide what that something is, and there's no right or wrong. Doesn't really matter too much if you hit it, but that feeling of going towards it is probably going to make you more happy. So I hope some of those ideas are useful. I hope something um, clicks. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next week. And as always, you can always um, feel free to share this. Feel free to like it, subscribe, click, 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 all that kind of stuff. Something, something, bell notification on YouTube. But thank you so much for listening, for watching. And I'll see you next week. I don't know if Thursday or Monday, but I'll see you next week. That's JJ out.